I'm IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe at the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. I know these vehicles so well, I can identify them blindfolded. That's the available turbocharged engine on the Honda Civic, a KBB.com Best Buy. Hurry into the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event and get 0.9% APR on select 2018 Civic models for well-qualified buyers. Offer excludes all Civic Type R models. See dealer for financing details. For more information, visit KellyBlueBook's KBB.com. KellyBlueBook is a registered trademark of KellyBlueBook Company, Incorporated. Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now, here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. Hey, everybody. Andy. And with me is Mark Eli and Ramesh Kumar. You've got the CTO, the CEO, and the COO, that's me, uh, with you today. Um, it's a Grand Slam trifecta. And we wanted to focus today. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. Lots of stuff going on in the news. Bitcoin, people are bullish on Bitcoin again. The Fed's raised rates, uh, signaling their belief in a strong economy. Uh, So interest rates are going up. Um, Tech stocks, you know, taking a little bit of a dip. Uh, Facebook kind of leading the way there with, you know, the the security breach news. And so lots of stuff going on there. But, you know, we've been talking a lot um, about internally about talking about uh, fundamental analysis or fundamental research, one of the three major components of taking a look at stocks and figuring out if they're bullish, bearish, or stagnant. And so um, with me is Mark and RK, and I'm going to probably just walk through a couple of uh, the key fundamental factors, um, just kind of define them, and then ask these guys what they think about uh, how they apply to today's market, to options, and uh, move forward from there with some uh, probing questions. Well, as probing as we can get in uh, 30 minutes. But um, So I thought the first thing I'd like to talk about a little bit in terms of the if fundamental research is just what do we mean by fundamental research or fundamental analysis. Mark, can you help us out there? Sure. Um, the Quite uh, down to the basics, fundamental analysis is the actual financials of the company itself, its ability to take and make a profit, and, and as well as how it pays its debts and how the uh, management team manages the revenue, the assets, the human resources, and everything underneath it. And that's measured in uh, multiple different Uh, words in terms that we're going to cover in this radio show um, uh, by and and reviewed by old school uh, brokers and investors. And uh, a lot of, a lot of people will wonder why fundamental analysis is so important versus technical analysis, which is looking at stock charts. And I I was going to ask you what you thought the difference was. Yep. Yeah. I can guarantee you a day trader never looks at fundamental analysis. They will not even know what the company even does, let alone the financial sheets. They believe that technical analysis automatically considers the fundamental uh, analysis. But when you sit with your broker, if you're 
if you're an, a person who has a broker and, and has somebody else managing your portfolio, they're going to send you a prospectus. They're going to go ahead and send you statements, and they're going to go ahead and tell you the fundamental analysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to use fundamental analysis as the um, type of uh, tactic they're going to go ahead and get you to buy into them. They're not going to tell you how the stock chart did. They're going to tell you how it did fundamentally. So that's yeah. that's so, basically it. Now you mentioned broker, uh, your broker, your broker dealer, and, and uh, what it is that they're going to focus on. When we do our workshops and our instructor-led training, um, what do our guys do? Like if you're if if you're sitting in with them and you're learning about uh, options, are they looking at fundamental uh, research? Are they looking at the technical do- uh, analysis? How do they typically approach their uh, trade strategy? Yeah, you know that's a great question. It's I feel like it, we're like a Baskin Robbins where you have all these different flavors of ice cream in, in trade caddy is also get that same thing. You've got all these different flavors of analysis and there are people who only want to do fundamental analysis. There are people who only want to do technical and there are people who only want to do sentimental, but we decided, Hey, what a great idea to combine all three of those and, and make a Napoleon ice cream. And you can come in, you got your, you got your big old scoop of Napoleon ice cream, which we call Ari, and you, you, you know the Ari cone, and you just go ahead and and you got a little bit of flavor of our, uh, sentimental, technical, and fundamental all poured into it together, and I like that's my favorite trading right there. So, let me the let Napoleon. me let me interject here. Let me interject here, Mark. And I, I we should have tweeted this out yesterday. It was a big day uh, in the Peterson household. Uh, we were traveling. Uh, we were going from small town to small town, and it, lo and behold, at the first small town, we learned that Dairy Queen, and this is totally unrelated to. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this into the stock market, but Dairy Queen was offering free ice cream cones. Uh, uh, for to celebrate the first day of spring, okay? Free ice cream cones. Wow. Me and my family are in the car. How many Dairy Queens do you think there are from in a one and a half hour drive that we took yesterday? <laughs> oh one. yeah, oh yeah. No, there's a lot more than one, my friend. There are in <laughs> fact four. Let me tell you. You know, there's a fine line between – there's something called the law of diminishing returns where your, your your fourth ice cream cone – let's put it this way. Your fourth ice cream cone does not taste nearly as good as your first one, but you got to eat it anyway because it's free. But <laughs> the way I can tie this in is that DQ stock right now is at 50.22. It's up today uh, 4.22 points, $9 or $4.22, uh, $9.17% on the day. So that's how we're tying this into what does this have to do with trading options. So anyway, thank you for mentioning ice cream. Uh, that allows me to tell my story. Well, you know, and, and using your story, building upon your story, you know, yesterday being the first day of spring is Happy actually, spring, is, exactly. There are two measures of spring. There's, uh, the astronomical way and the meteorological way. And the difference is that uh, the astronomical way is the 1st of March to the end of May, where the meteorological uh, one is the March 20, uh, 20th to June uh, 21st. And the difference is, is the a- uh, meteorological way actually looks at the tilt of the Earth when it gets to 23.5 degrees. And, and when it gets to the 23.5 degrees, then that's uh, when we actually have uh, uh, spring. Now, I want to tie that back into Ari and Hold fundamental on, before analysis. You go there, before you 
before you go there, I measure mine by pollen count and when is the first day that I have to take my allergy medicine. That's how I measure when spring starts. But anyway, okay, tie it back into Ari. I'm interested in hearing this. Well, well that, that's great. I'm going to take yours because you just completed my example. I needed another one and you gave it to me. So the fundamental analysis would be the person who does the astrological uh, things just goes out and says, hey, March, March, it just feels cold. Uh, all of March uh, to the end of May, that's when spring should begin, where there's a little bit of science put into it, where you go in and you look at the, the, the charts and you look at the tilt and you look at all this. That's where the, I take the meteorological way. And what you just did with the pollen count, that's the sentimental. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like you need to have that thing. There you go. Nice. We tied in. Nice. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that. And so, um, I think we can now officially kind of segue since we've kind of exhausted, uh, you know, the, the three different options uh, that Ari looks at when scoring its sto- uh, stocks, any given stock uh, ticker. Um, we can, let's, I wanted to take a look at a couple before the break of uh, fundamental um, topics. And so market capital, capitalization is at the top of the list. Uh, it's actually easier to define than say. Um, Basically, it's just taking the market value of a company's outstanding shares. And the best way to kind of describe market cap is through an example. So TradeCaddy is looking to, let's say TradeCaddy is looking to kind of do an offshoot company called TradeCaddy Vegan Deep Dish Gluten-Free Pizza. And we did it and we we had our IPO and now we're trading at $10 per share and we had a million shares outstanding. So $10 per share times a million shares outstanding is uh, would mean the market capitalization capitalization is ten million dollars. So it's ten dollars times one million shares. So that's how simple it is uh, to do uh, to take a look at market cap. So why is that? Why is market capitalization important, Mark? Um, a, a lot of people uh, like like hedge funds will go out and they have a giant amount of money, huge amounts, and when they and when you go into a company, let's say you got two companies, uh, small cap, medium cap. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a distinction here. There's uh, there's some terms out there that we call small cap, medium cap, and large cap. Small cap is small uh, where uh, market the market cap is in the millions or less. And not hundreds of millions, but millions or less. Uh, medium cap in, is in the hundreds of millions, and uh, large cap is in the billions. So let's imagine you have a billion dollars. You're Bill Gates, and you want to invest in a company called AVDL, which only has a market cap of $15 million. You cannot, you can't put all your investment in that. You would take over ownership of that company. So mm-hmm. here, you wanna you wanna manage your portfolio, and you don't want to. Uh, if you become the market maker and you're moving the stock, you're competing against yourself. If you're going to buy in a company and, and you're going to, to remember uh, buying company shares gives you uh, ownership in that company. And it also gives right. you voting rights. And when you get to a certain over 15% of the company, you are considered a major shareholder of that company and you're, whole financial changes you have to declare uh, that you are a major shareholder on certain financial documents and stuff like that so gotcha. i guess the end of your question is is simply you want to invest where you want to invest and if your investment strategy is to take over a company 
uh, then you can and you have a large amount of it, go ahead and invest in small cap. If you're <laughs> because you there's a good chance you're going to take it over. Andy, you and I eventually are going to own AVDL because I think you're right. Currently I own think it. You're right. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk a little bit about that trade because we're just so excited about it. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just fun because I mean, we, we didn't invest a whole lot of money into the trade, but I think in the long run, we're going to come out really good on that. So, but I think I found out, I uh, came up with a new um, uh, quiz question for our uh, trade caddy education. It's a true or false mark. I'm going to ask it to you. Uh, true or false. The higher the stock price, Price, the larger the company. True or false? False. That's correct. I, it is false. It's a common misconception. Uh, I, I knew that because you uh, you gave me the answer. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> well, I gave I gave you the answer afterwards because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if he doesn't know this? So yeah, no. so actually you said false, and I was typing it up, and uh, yeah, but uh, you yeah you. Basically, you know, back in I think 2013 is the I'm on an Investopedia. I've got I think literally uh, over 20 tabs open. The only person who has more tabs open than me on any given day on a on a uh, Google or on a browser is RK. He usually has about 150. You can't even see the difference between the you know the 149th and 150th tab. But um, the one that I'm looking at now is a comparison between IBM and Microsoft. And IBM's stock uh, in 2013 was 199 bucks. and uh, Microsoft was 28.05, but Microsoft's market cap was more than IBM's market cap. So uh, that that's definitely shows that it does not uh, mean that the higher the stock price, the larger the company there in terms of market capitalization. Uh, but another uh, related, I would say related, uh, fundamental score would be uh, enterprise value. And enterprise value is something that you might have remembered from uh, economics class Um uh, back in college or high school, we got a commercial coming up, but I just wanted to say, you know, uh, before we, co- I'll give you the definition, then we come back from the break. Uh, Mark will, I'll ask Mark a couple questions about it, but it's, uh, it's a measure of a company's total value. Um, and it takes market capitalization in consideration, but it also adds debt and minority interest and preferred shares. And then it subtracts total cash and cash equivalents. And so um, that's another interesting way to take a look at enterprise value. Ari uses enterprise value uh, when it calculates its score for fundamental analysis. And, um, and it'll tell you that, you know, based on your enterprise value, whether a stock is bearish, bullish, or stagnant on that, plus many other factors. Right, Mark? Yes, sir. And All we're right. cutting for a commercial. We'll be right back. All righty. Tuesday night trades. Sit back and grab trades that are too hot to handle. Find out more at tradecaddy.com. Are you ready? Oh, great and powerful wizard. Tell me how I can make money. How dare you approach the great and powerful wizard? Not getting what you want from other investment wizards or advisors? Have you ever heard of options trading or spread trading? 
Have you not tried it because you don't know how? Look no further. Trade Caddy has the tools and education that can empower anyone like a professional. Their options chain wizard makes options trading simple, easy, and more profitable. Find out more by going to tradecaddy.com. Calling all traders, calling all traders. This is Power Trader Radio. All right, welcome back. Now, Trade Talk continues on PowerTraderRadio.com. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, enterprise value in practice. Uh, a lot of times people will look at the enterprise value as the uh, price that um, uh, uh, is worthy of a takeover amount. So, like, for example, uh, Trump, Donald, President Trump might have been looking at the enterprise value when he saw that uh, Broadcom was trying to um, take over Qualcomm. And so he put the he put the kibosh on that. So enterprise value will factor in all of those things that make it important to represent a firm's value. Uh, Mark, do you have anything to add regarding enterprise value? Uh, yeah, for those who uh, are out there, the elephant in the room, we're not talking about the Starship <laughs> Enterprise. So and Captain Kirk will... Uh, not beyond this value. So anyways, the enterprise, <laughs> you ever saw that, um, uh, show other people's money, OPM. You know, was, I don't, uh, I remember hearing about it, but I don't think I ever watched it or listened to it. I don't know if it was a radio show movie. And it was a show about this guy who would take, uh, he was an expert in taking over companies, hostile takeovers. Okay. And, and then he would, break them down and disseminate them and, and he would find out that he can make more money by taking over a company and he would do it by taking over the voting interest of a company without owning the entire company. So um, it, whenever you're, uh, you're valuing theoretical takeover prices, the, yeah. the answer is the number of, once you've acquired enough uh, stock to get the number of votes. And, uh-huh. and that's such a um, positional word. It's a, there's a word for it, Andy. Help me yeah. out. There's a, it's uh, a starship. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I think the more important question is, is the film you're talking about, was it starring um, Charlie Sheen? And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> I don't think No, it was not. Cause that movie, Charlie Sheen. And who was the other guy in that? Michael Douglas. I think that was wall yeah. street, but I, yeah. No, was that no, the one? Yeah. Okay. no, 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 it was, yeah, and you know, maybe show. we're gonna have to, maybe we're gonna have to binge watch all of these movies about you know hostile takeovers and you know stocks uh, falling through the you know falling through the floor that kind of thing and um, and just kind of get get all caught up on the uh, on the on the cinema surrounding uh, investing in business. So the next uh, fundamental analysis uh, that I'd like to take a look at is the price earnings to growth peg ratio. And so I'm not talking about the P.E. ratio. I'm talking about uh, the PEG ratio. And I was wondering, Mark, if you can tell me the difference between the PEG ratio and the P.E. ratio. Uh, the, the PEG ratio, five-year expected, is a rule uh-huh. of thumb that is used for picking a stock. It, it says, hey, if the PEG ratio falls below uh, one, then the stock is underpriced. And if it's overpriced, the greater it is away from uh, one. So as the value of that stock goes up, then uh, the greater that number of one uh, go, goes because you're reaching a new higher high, and then so you wanna you wanna buy 
uh, at lows and sell at highs. So that's that's the concept that the peg year, uh, peg uh, five year expected. And then the what was your other question? The uh, the, the difference between the PE ratio and and, and the peg ratio. Oh, profit earnings ratio. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the profit earning ratio is uh, you take the the amount of revenue that a company has and you uh, divide it by the outstanding shares to get the actual revenue, the profit per earnings per share. So if you have a company that's let's say making 12% on its dollar it's uh PE ratio would be 0.12, which it's a, it's a, it's a positive or 12, you know, it would be uh, uh 12%. So the higher that number, the more effective it is at uh, making a profit. So that's, I see. Yeah. And I'm taking a look at Ari and um, the PE ratio and the peg ratio are the second and third indicators of probably 20 here total uh, in the fundamental analysis sphere. And, uh, you know, we score the guide of under 15. Uh, we give it a score of under 15. We consider the, it bullish. And for a peg ratio, if it's under 1.5, uh, we consider that to be uh, bullish as well. So um, well, I'm looking at ABDL in this particular case, or one of our you know, the stocks we keep talk, talking about over and over. We had a uh, covered call class, a free covered call class, and we uh, used ABDL as a, one of the trades uh, that we placed or talked about. And so we're just continuing to go with the ABDL theme here. It had It has low volume. Uh, but apart from that, we threw a covered call uh, on that uh, trade, and um, uh, we lowered our cost basis to like 624 or something like that. And the and the price uh, hasn't been that low in um, over four years. So we're pretty excited about that trade. And so um, Ari's taking a look at the fundamental analysis too, and it's considering it to be uh, stagnant or cautious, which is just fine with us with this covered call. So <clears throat> the next um, the next feature I'd like to talk about would be the return on equity. Uh, it's basically just the amount of net income return as a percentage of shareholders equity. And so return on equity, basically it, it just measures a corporation's profitability by revealing how much profit a company generates with the money share that shareholders have invested. And return on equity is also a gauge uh, in RE, the higher the score, the better. Um, the actual value for ABDL is 106.22% um, for the return on equity. What else can you tell us about ROE, Mark? Uh, oh, it's one of the three pillars of uh, corporate management. You have profitability, asset management, and financial leverage. And uh, these these are the three big movers of fundamental analysis you look at one of these and you look at return on again that's where you're you're taking your how much money it's that uh company has in equity and how it uses it and and the more the higher that uh number is the better it is and like you said andy you hit the nail on the head the higher that number is is the better and uh our company that we currently invested in AVDL, a pharmaceutical company. We're Again, uh, a disclaimer out there, this is not a recommendation buy, hold, or sell. Right, right. We have Thank you. no ownership in this company other than as a shareholder. We're only trading it, and we're only talking about it because we mentioned this in previous uh, shows. Also, right. for those who attended our live covered call class on uh, a couple, last week, uh, we did that for the Udemy class people 
And uh, mm-hmm. we also talked about a trade in AVDL. This is just a follow-up on that. So, again, don't think that this right. is a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell. Um, okay. so, so that return on equity on that company is 106.2%. And that's a, that's a pretty good return on equity. And you compare that to the P.E. ratio, they, they're under uh, – they're actually under uh, – Eight percent, or I'm not sure, Andy. Is it eight percent? One of our hosts of our show just has called in to the wrong number. He's supposed to be calling the radio show, but he's calling me to tell well, me. Well, we only have six minutes left, so he better hurry up and figure it out. <laughs> Who was it? Was it John? Yes, it was. Oh, hey, John, when on, you listen John. to the show, that was you that just called. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Well, you know what? If you're if you're 23 minutes late for the show, then you know what? You you deserve to uh, to be penalized anyway. So he's just gonna have to sit the sidelines this time around. Although he is, you you heard the advertisement for TNT Tuesday night trades. Um, he is the one who is doing the Tuesday night trades, and it is every bit as exciting. I know you were banging your head during to that commercial break. So, um, yeah, he's a great guy. He loves to do – well, he loves the covered call too, and I think he's going to be doing a couple of covered call trades in his workshops coming up. So, anyway, sorry, John, that we missed you. Yeah, right. So, yep. uh, going, going back to our return on equity, and Andy, you brought up a, a great comp- uh, comparison, you know, the market cap, the P.E. ratio, the PEG ratio, you then brought in uh, the return on equity. Um, and, and I think we're, you know, like you said, we only got four minutes left in the show. We, uh, the two, two big other ones that you want to talk about are profit uh, margin, operating margin, a return on equity and return on assets. In revenue, right. and yes, and, yeah. <laughs> and with that being said, there's this big red button and popped in front of me. I've got. I'm just going to go ahead and focus on two of these. So the total uh-huh. cash and the total debt. So if you yep. can go in and look at a company, and you can look at its financials and look at the, how much cash it has on hand and how much its debt is, and we're going to just going to use ABDL since we've been talking about it. They have a total cash of $94 million and change. And they have total debt of $267,000. Now, let's put that in perspective. Let's say they've got $93 million and no debt. How does that sound as a a company that can uh, survive some financial hardship, can survive some bad news? When you're looking at fundamental analysis, you think, oh, can that company survive some bad news? This is going to file bankruptcy when it has $94 million and no debt. Well, that's a good sign. Look at Apple, look at Microsoft, look at IBM. You look at those big uh, tech stocks, then go to the airlines, compare, you know, American airlines, us airways. I guess they're now one in the same United look at those airlines and look at their debt. Um, this gives you um Airlines have a great capacity of filing bankruptcy and then restarting all over. And when you see their ledger having a lot of cash on hand, more debt, then that becomes a concern for you about a bankruptcy and upcoming inability to pay its financials. So this that's really good. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're covering a lot of ground in a short amount of time. Um, you know, we also – did you talk – 
you didn't mention re- I mean, you mentioned revenue as being a key component, but um, you know, revenue is basically just known as sales. And obviously, the higher the better. And so, if you can like compare your gross profits uh, and your revenues, and you can take a look at the total cash. I mean, all of these figures. And again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everything that we're talking about. I'm going to throw some screen prints out there. This is episode 120, by the way. So if you go to tradecaddy.com and you take a look at our radio programs, we post all of our radio programs on our website. They're also available on uh, SoundCloud. We also post them on our Twitter account at TradeCaddy and also on our Facebook page, which um, you'll be able to uh, take a look at uh, the link. And I'm also going to post, like I said, the screen prints and the diagrams that we're talking about during this uh, 30-minute radio show, number 120. And also, in addition to that, um, I, I, we will provide you with the option of sending us um, questions the, the, uh, through tr- uh, Twitter or through Facebook. If you have any questions about options and we use them on this radio program, then we will go ahead and give you one month free of ARI, which is the tool that we're talking about today, which is a $97 value. So you can go ahead and, and, and look for yourself at what we're talking about here. And just as another shameless plug, you know, we're doing this uh, radio show every week. Um, there's plenty of resources on our website as well. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and um and that is, uh, these are definitely ways to kind of get your education flowing on, um, onto uh, learning more about options. So, Mark, I'll go ahead and give you the last word. We have one minute left. Is there anything else about fundamental analysis that you want to chat about? Uh, no, but I do want to make an add to your plug there. If you enter the promo code PTR2018 and see what kind of discount you get, I have no idea what it will be, but uh, if you do, You'll certainly be surprised. Make sure to message me what discount you got by entering PTR2018. Again, PTR Power Trader Radio 2018. So, Mark, what you're saying is. What you're saying is we're, we have to, before we publish this on, on uh, Twitter or Facebook, we need to come up with a PTR2018 coupon code and then give them, apply that discount, huh? Yeah, it's one I of like those hot lock ones. Yeah, that, yeah, we can do some sort of randomization or maybe like a, a grab bag type of thing. So, yeah, no, that's a fantastic idea. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this half-hour show. We'll to catch you next week. Be sure to f- find us on the social media or tradecaddy.com. This is Power Trader Radio. Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks. I'm Indy car driver James Hinchcliffe at the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. I know these vehicles so well, I can identify them blindfolded. That's the available turbocharged engine on the Honda Civic, a KBB.com Best Buy. Hurry into the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event and get 0.9% APR on select 2018 Civic models for well-qualified buyers. Offer excludes all Civic type or models. See dealer for financing details. For more information, visit Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. I'm IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe at the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. I know these vehicles so well, I can identify them blindfolded. That's the available turbocharged engine on the Honda Civic, a KBB.com Best Buy. 
Hurry into the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event and get 0.9% APR on select 2018 Civic models for well-qualified buyers. Offer excludes all Civic type or models. See dealer for financing details. For more information, visit KellyBlueBook's KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated.